0: Hi and welcome back to Get Political, this week we're going to be talking
1: about conservatism and liberalism. Right, so conservatism and liberalism are two ideologies which shape a lot of the way we think about our world. Essentially, they're two different ways of looking at the world around us and two different ways of figuring out what policies you need to enable the best possible political situation in the world around us. Yeah,
0: and liberalism and conservatism shape the two main parties of British politics. That's
1: Labour, which tends to be liberal and to have More policies, liberal and yeah, socialist. And to have policies that are liberal and conservative, which tends to have policies that go along with the conservative ideology way of looking at the world. So, conservative party with a big C is not the same as conservative, the ideology, small c. Well, we're doing liberalism and conservatism in the same episode because not only is there some overlap between them... There are also two main opposing systems. Exactly. So, they are the two most mainstream ideologies... Would you
0: say that liberalism
1: came in opposition to conservatism? I'd actually say conservatism because conservatism is just about trying to conserve the things liberalism is trying to change. It's in the name. You have 1800s. sure And as a reaction to the system of government which is already in place, that is a very oppressive monarchy, you have um, all of these radicals putting thinking liberalism might be a solution that gives the people more power. So... Liberalism is all about giving the people, as individuals, freedom to do what they want, and taking away some of that power from the government to control them. Conservatism doesn't necessarily encourage greater government control, but it does encourage greater conservation of old systems and old hierarchies and old beliefs. It's in the name. Exactly. Whereas liberalism is much more about change. especially and reform. And reform, right, because they tend to go with what the people want and the wants and needs of the people are constantly shifting.
0: Okay, so here are some of the basic core beliefs of liberalism and its principles. Yes. So the main one is the do no harm principle.
1: The do no harm principle was thought up by this guy called John Stuart Mill Um, and essentially it means that As long as you don't, he's a political theorist. He is a political theorist, but essentially it means he's both of those things. Yes, and essentially it means as long as you don't harm anyone else,
0: and in some cases yourself,
1: you. It depends on who you ask. You have absolute freedom to do whatever you want. So, a good way of saying this is: my freedom extends until my fist hits your face. Another aspect of liberalism is. Mm the nature of that freedom and it's called positive versus negative freedom developmental individualism which is one liberal belief that yes people are individuals and they have the right to do what benefits them as an individual but a lot of the time what benefits them as an individual is the collective is doing what's good for the collective and then I'll have that Vina. what do you get when you combine someone's right to absolute freedom to someone else's right to not be killed by them? Social contract. Yes. Let's talk about the social contract. So the social
0: contract is not a literal contract that your parents sign when you're born, but it basically just states that you will adhere to society's rules in terms of if you do something illegal, you will go to prison.
1: Yeah, think of it as like the helper to the do-no-harm principle, so something that supports the do-no-harm principle. It's the, the thing no that reinforces principle. it exactly. and right. we've brings already, it
0: into reality.
1: We've established that no one has the right to harm anyone else, uh, but the social contract is all about how do you enforce that. And essentially, social contract says, right, as liberals, theoretically, we all get freedom to do what we want. But, however, there's a limitation to that, and that limitation is the fact that we do have police and we do have laws, and those laws are enforced by sending us to prison, which, yes... And as a person, you agree to that
0: through the social contract. The social contract does agree... But it's kind of more of an assumption that you
1: do it once you're born, you know what I mean? I think calling it a social contract is actually a bit of a complication. It's the name of the idea. Yeah. But it's not a literal contract. It's just... It's saying that essentially, the state has the permission, the state has the power to enforce certain actions, to make you do something. And if you don't do this thing, whatever it may be, not stealing, not killing, not um, driving drunk, you will go to jail. And while that does violate your freedoms that also allows other people to 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 maintain their freedom and yours at the same time right so that's the exchange that's the sacrifice in which you give some of your personal freedom away and in exchange you get the protection of the state Um, so we've seen that the basic theory of liberalism which is that individuals have absolute freedom gets complicated once you have to bring this into the real world another aspect of that is positive and negative freedom. Take us away, Davina. So so that brings us to positive and negative freedom. Essentially, positive and negative freedoms is a development of the theory that people should be able to do what they want. So the do no harm principle establishes that people have the right to do what they want as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else. Social contract establishes your right to be protected from violence by the state but in some ways there's still a limitation to our freedoms but not coming from anyone doing things to us, coming from within us, coming from our personal individual situation. No. No, it's the other way around. Positive freedom, (laughs) negative freedom is the traditional type of freedom, the freedom to walk down the street and be safe doing it, the freedom to say things that offend the government without being arrested or killed or imprisoned. However, we seem to have negative freedoms. That's not something we're fighting for anymore.
0: So negative freedoms is external constraints. So let's say it's what people used to fight for back then. So expansion of the franchise, which is giving vote. Women weren't given the vote and black people weren't given the vote. So that is an external constraint on your freedom. It's not allowing you to go and vote if you want
1: to vote. Exactly. Anything that's a law preventing you from doing things, um, or even the threat of violence preventing you from doing things. If you can't speak out against the government because they'll arrest you or imprison you or kill you, that it's is a lack of negative, negative freedom. freedom. Um, on so the other is there any hand,
0: external constraint
1: that's stopping you from doing what you want to do? Essentially, yes. On the other hand, you have positive freedom. And positive freedom is... Internal constraints. It's freedom from internal constraints, yeah. I don't mean like the little voice in your head that tells you you're not good enough, although that's part of it. It's more like the wider social situation which prevents and allows you, or allows and prevents you from doing certain things. So there's nothing legally
0: stopping you from doing what you want to do. Right,
1: no one's holding a gun to your head and saying you cannot
0: do this thing, Or there's no law preventing you from going to university, but something inside you, you yourself, tell yourself that you can't go to university because you're not good enough, or your socio-economic factors aren't, so let's say my parents or someone's parents never attended university, for that reason I believe that I cannot attend university.
1: Because if you look around you there's no one who you see having attended university. That's not even something that is an option to you in your society, in your community. You might have all the qualifications, you might be brilliant and intelligent, but because of the situation into which you were born, going to Oxford or Cambridge, isn't something that you see as an option. That is a lack of positive freedom. And one way of thinking about it is negative freedom is freedom from something. Freedom from state intervention in your life. Freedom from other people controlling you. Positive freedom is freedom to do something, freedom to go to university, freedom to get that job, freedom to do stuff.
0: You're really confusing me, I'm not going to lie. I think you it makes really sense. Know you. I was under the impression that positive freedom meant freedom from your own internal <clears throat> constraints. That is what it is. So then why were you explaining it like that?
1: I think it's interesting to look at it that way as well. Because yes, it's feeding from from your own internal constraints. Although in some ways it's wrong to call them internal constraints. They're not necessarily yours. They could be something that's put upon you... Generational. Generationally. um, It could be something that's an aspect of sexism or racism. So it's not necessarily internal, as in it comes from within you and not from society. It might just. So you're confused about the way I just described positive and negative freedom. Yes. What are you confused about?
0: I don't remember because we listened to it ever again. Okay. Because you described
1: it in the opposite way. Well, what about this? If any of our listeners, shout out to Deborah, our listener, <laughs> want to know more about positive and negative freedom, or are confused about the way I describe it. Why don't you send a message to us on our, our Instagram or our Instagram? Yeah, that's a better idea. Which is put get it political. on our Instagram. It's get political on Instagram, where you can also find Davina's cake recipes.
0: No, Tamima. No, no, no. That's
1: a promise. That's a get political promise. <laughs> it's not get, when it
0: comes from Tamima. If we get... To, because she's a liar. <laughs> we get
1: ten people She listeners. is a classic politician. Ten, if
0: ten people who listen you listen. cannot trust. Don't vote for her if she runs in 30, the, the 2030 elections.
1: Oh okay. All right. Conservatism is an ideology that is, in some ways, the opposite of liberalism. Liberalism is based on the belief that humans are innately rational and that they have the right to make their own decisions and the right to be free to act on the decisions that they make. On the other hand, conservatism believes in pragmatism and they also believe that humans are inherently selfish. So pragmatism is
0: one of the key core values of conservatism. So pragmatism rejects theory and ideology in favor of practical experience. It's all about doing
1: the thing that works best and the conservatives believe that pragmatically you have to plan for a society in which human beings don't make the right choices most of the time or all of the time. Conservatives Look at me when you're saying it.
0: Conservatives base their thought on if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why try new
1: things? That's another aspect of the conservative belief system, which is um, ritual, tradition, and hierarchy. So like you said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Pagnetism also, implies a
0: flexible approach to politics in terms of what's what are the best interests of the people is that like an agreement yeah i agree yeah i agree with you so um, very much conservatives believe with human rationality that humans are incapable of making um Rational decisions that we are selfish and we need
1: to Guidance.
0: be guided within a system. Don't you think
1: that's a bit of a contradiction with the conservative belief in the free market? So we have to be guided in our actions, but we also yeah, have the right it is. to make decisions about our economy and about our money. It is,
0: but then again, it's the whole thing with um, conservatism also believes in individualism. By yourself, you're on your own. You have the right to own your property and your money. Don't you consider it a paradox? I think it is a paradox, but at the same time, it makes sense. How so? I think it's an oxymoron, but it still makes sense.
1: Hierarchical individualism? I think... Traditional individualism? I think... Well... (sighs) I've always understood it as the difference between – as having a very distinct dividing line between economy and society. So when you talk about hierarchy and tradition and having a government that is pragmatic and doing what's best for the people, in their opinion, that would be social, right? on the other hand, you talk about people having control over their own money and over the free market and over taxation. That's economic. And in conservatism, these two different belief strands yeah. They don't quite intersect. But they are both beliefs which tend to be um, specific to conservative parties and to conservative politicians. But I do
0: think another reason why they believe in the free market, but the fact that um, with social things, they need to, people need to be guided, is because <clears throat> we're individuals. And in some respects, the society, it's, society itself is a collective thing. And so that's right. why I think they draw the line with money, it's your individual, you earn that money, okay. you get to spend yes, it yeah. how you want to. I also, But with society, it's more, they want you c- to conform to traditional stereotypes. Okay. Traditional I'd also say,
1: I agree, I'd also say that at least recently, there's been an emergence of a, a new type of conservative who focuses purely on the economic aspect. Like, a lot of the time you have... Neoliberalism. Exactly, you have bond conservative parties who do care deeply about deregulating the free market and making sure everyone is able to just, you know...
0: I think neoliberalism... Use capitalism. I do think neoliberalism focuses more on um, economic things than social things. Well,
1: neoliberalism is the name for a very specific type of conservatism in which it's often referred to as the new right yeah as well it's confusing it's called neoliberalism yeah oh, why it's... would
0: you name things there
1: because i think call
0: it neo conservatism no no call it neo i <laughs> think it, it starts it needs to start with new call it economic conservatism i know i think they should have called it economo conservatism yeah but it's called the new right so there's new labor there's new right
1: That's true. Yeah, well, ideologies are just as changeable as everything else. It's all about context. And as people become less willing to allow the Conservative Party to have influence in their private lives and in how they act in society, they also become, in some ways, more willing to have a deregulation of the free market and a lowering of taxes and less of an obligation to act as a community. Is caring about us is, is tiring sometimes. But the reason
0: why conservatives believe in a hierarchical system is because they think without classism and order,
1: there will be destruction and chaos. And and chaos. And anarchy will reign.
0: Yes, precisely. So, what another huge um, core belief is human imperfection. I think we discussed this. I think. Yes.
1: But Oh, if I had to summarize what the key differences, the essential difference between conservatism and liberalism, obviously you have all the differences in terms of their economic policies, in terms of their social policies, but all of these do essentially stem from very different belief in the nature of humanity. Yeah. Conservatives believe that human beings are inherently imperfect, they're flawed. That given yeah. two options, they're not going to make the right choice. But I also
0: think one of the main differences is I feel like with the liberalism, it's saying it's a like. Was I. I'm, I'm not going to keep it. I think with liberalism, yeah it's all about letting you make those mistakes. Yeah. And being an individual and coming to that, and that's okay. And you're free to do whatever you please, unless it harms someone. But I think conservatisms are... Not conservatisms. Conter- conservatives. <laughs> conservatives. Conservatives? Conservatives. Conservatives. Those who wish to be Are more conserve. focused on preventing that human imperfection. Right, and that's Preventing that human imperfection and protecting its citizens from making the risks and being harmed by it.
1: And that's why you need those systems of tradition to be in place.
0: Which is why they have a tough stance on crime. criminal behaviour yeah. and law and order.
1: Harsh on crime is often yeah. a big part of the conservative policy. They also policy. believe
0: that humans can't change. And if you're not, if you don't have the ability to change, then foreign policy has to be based on national security rather than liberal notions of freedom and making those mistakes. Don't you
1: think, that, Lee? what I'm saying is that if you take these two different beliefs about who human beings are and their most inner self and what they need, that is, you can almost divide the conservative policies and the liberal policies and in some ways conservative party policies and labor party policies along the lines of is this policy based on a belief that human beings are inherently in need of guidance or that human beings are inherently rational mm. thank you Bye for Jesus. <laughs> socialism
0: thank you for listening to our podcast this has been a podcast thank you for listening Thank you for listening to get political and i'm excited for you to join us next week where we'll have a special guest a secret to special talk guest. about
1: socialism it's gonna be exciting are we done is that it yeah